0: Just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers, it's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion, yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope you had a great weekend, a great Father's Day. It was a great weekend for my wife and I. Um, I'm a father. My son's a father. My brother's a father. We have a lot of fathers on my side of the family, and it was a great time to get together and just have some fun for once. After all these months of COVID, now things are opening enough where we can all get together and do the things we did pre-COVID. Now, some of you probably know that I have a 14-month-old grandchild, a granddaughter that I absolutely love. The moment I saw her, I said, that's my girl. But anyway, for 14 months in her life, at first it was hard to see her very often. And when we did see her, there was a lot of restrictions. There was gloves, masks, distance, and it was very difficult because we love this kid, but we can't couldn't get close to her. Well, as time went on, we were able to get closer, spend more time with her. And now things have kind of freed up. But even still, my granddaughter had not yet been able to meet her father's side of the family. So we were all anxious to show her off to my side of the family. And my family was absolutely excited to see her because she's so cute. They see the pictures. They see the social media. But they never got to see her in person. So this was going to be a great event at our house. And it was. We had plenty of food, we had plenty to drink, we had perfect weather, we spent some time inside, we spent some time outside near the lake, my granddaughter's running around looking adorable, acting smart, and uh, just being funny as hell. So she was a huge hit with my side of the family, and as I've stated, she is arguably the cutest member of my side of the family. Uh, and, and everybody agrees with that, because she is, she is adorable, and it was a wonderful event. And we were so excited to be able to show her off to my side of the family, finally. So that part of the weekend was fabulous. Now, the next day, my brother, this is Father's Day, my brother says, you know, we're going to have a barbecue at my house. Why don't you guys just come over there, too? Now, my son, his daughter or my daughter-in-law and my granddaughter couldn't make it because they had to go to my daughter-in-law's parents house for Father's Day and that's makes sense that's why we did it Saturday. So we go over to my brother's house and my brother and I are pretty close we're about 13 months apart so we've always been doing things together since we were little so I know him pretty well he knows me pretty well. It's kind of funny. <laughs> he and I have same political views and he's just as articulate as I am but he can't say what I say on TikTok or in podcast or whatever because he works for a big health care organization and if he says things it's gonna come back to bite him in the in the ass. So He follows what I'm doing on TikTok very closely, sometimes more closely than I do. And he always feeds me information, stories and things. He's good at researching stuff, and he'll feed me that information. And he's living vicariously through me. Because up until the time he can retire, he really can't say much in public. He's cautious about that, and he should be. I mean, he's got a long career. He's got a pension. He's got all these things laying in the balance. And he doesn't want to risk them by just speaking out. It's unfortunate that that is the case in this country because it really diminishes the availability of the First Amendment for a lot of people. But as you know, I don't work for anybody, and I don't give a shit, so I will say whatever I want to say, and my brother gets some joy out of that. So anyway, we go to his house the next day, and it's fun, too. We had a lot of food left over from our place. We brought it over. He did some barbecuing. We got all most all the same family members, minus my son, my daughter-in-law, and my granddaughter, over at his house. And it was going great. It kind of rained a little bit, but it's all right. We were inside, and he had a covered, covered porch and all that. Everything was fine. It was beautiful. But one of the members of the family came with a new boyfriend. And uh, it was my niece. And she came with her new boyfriend. I love my niece. She's my goddaughter. I'll do anything for her. And she brings his boyfriend over. So naturally, as kind of an open and fairly warm family, we were trying to embrace this situation as best we could and support her and support him and make this another great day. And it was a great day up until the last portion of it, because we're all talking. And the interesting thing about this kid, he's in his mid-30s, and he talks a lot, you know? talking about all the things he's done and all the things he's been, where he's been, and how he's doing this and how he's doing that. And for me, for me, when I meet a guy like that, that is a red flag immediately. That tells me a lot of bullshit being flung around here. But I'm not going to say anything. It's not my place. And I don't know this kid, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, and we'll just talk. And we did. And it was kind of fun because he was very... Outgoing, kind of animated, and he was interesting to talk to. That's assuming you could get a word in edgewise. But, you know, as a guy who talks a lot, I can, I kind of get that. And maybe he was nervous and all that kind of stuff. But at some point, someone asked him, Are you vaccinated? Now, for me, I was pretty stupid here because I thought everybody's vaccinated, so it's not a big deal. I don't ask people that question because I assume they are. Well, when she asked him that question, he kind of looked taken aback, and he says, uh, uh, "Not, not yet. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'll, I'll probably get it at some point." And uh, they said, "Oh, you're not vaccinated? Well, why not?" And he kind of stammered and he stumbled, and and he wasn't really ready to answer. And so. So I have another member of the family that's a little more inquisitive and a little more militant about this whole COVID situation probably as much as I I am. But again, I was not in my home. This is not my daughter, this is not anybody who's connected to me directly that I have any control over. So I'm not really saying anything. I'm if anything I'm trying to joke and temper the moment because I could see it was getting a little heated. Now, I gave this kid the credit, the benefit of the doubt, let's say that, because I thought, well, okay, he works a lot, he's young, he's got a lot of things going. Maybe he just didn't get to it, maybe he just didn't have the availability to him yet, but he'll get it as soon as he can. But then he said something that kind of triggered me. Now, keep in mind, as much as this is hard to believe, even though it did trigger me, I didn't really say anything mean. I didn't really engage. I did say one thing. I don't know if you took offense to it, but I was trying to cool the moment. I'll tell you what that is in a moment. But um, then he says, well, I'll probably get it once the FDA approves it. Oh, that got me. That's a Trumper answer, because it was approved by the FDA. And uh, then he says, well, I had COVID, and they tell me, that uh, my immunity is even more so than the vaccine because I had it. Well, I know that's bullshit. And I also know that he's lying, so how do I know you actually had COVID? I don't know that. And then he says, well, my brother got the second shot, and he almost died. I know that's bullshit. I mean, I know people did get sick after the second shot. I didn't. I had no effects for either shot. But that he almost died, that people were dying of COVID shots, Yeah, no, that's that's not true. That's just not true. Now, this really got me going internally because I want to jump in and say, this is fucking wrong. This is fucking wrong. You need to explain it. But I didn't. I didn't. I decided to throw a little levity into the situation, and I said to him, you know, I had both shots, and the only side effects that I had was that I'm seeing the starting of a tail (laughs) on my backside, and, and I do have a black SUV following me everywhere. Other than that, I'm pretty good. Now, I don't know if he took offense that I was making fun of him, and I was kind of making fun of him, but if you're going to be in my family, you have to understand everybody's going to make fun of everybody. You're either tough and handle it, or smart and come back with something better. That's the way our family works. If you don't fucking like it, you shouldn't be here. But still, I was laying back in the weeds. I'm not going to get confrontational with this kid. There's no money in it for me. None. So... Then another member of the family says, why wouldn't you get the vaccine? And he said something like, well, I did some research, and this is this, and this is that, and which, which was all untrue, by the way. And um, one of the other members of the family said, well, tell me about your research. What kind of research did you do? Enlighten me so I know. Now, this person might a little bit on edge about it because they're kind of militant about this vaccine thing, something we all should be. I mean, given that 600,000 people died and there's something worse coming yet, the people that aren't vaccinated are problematic. So she pushed them a little hard, but that's all she said. Well, at that moment, my niece stood up, and she's taken aback because she's mad because (laughs) the family's ruining it for her and this guy. The guy stands up. And they just walk out. They're mad. He doesn't discuss where his research went or wh- how he knew anything about what he was saying. But he, they took off and went out to the car. Now, my, my this other person felt kind of bad about it, and she was going to go out and apologize. I said, "Don't go apologize. You didn't do anything wrong. You were asking questions. He was stating facts in his mind, and you ask for some, some, some." proof of it you didn't do anything wrong but she still felt bad so she went out and said she was sorry and all they could say to her my niece and this guy you were rude and they took off <laughs> well that changed my whole opinion of this kid first of all he came out with this thing like the fda hasn't proved it my brother almost died i'll wait till 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 uh, it's safe all that stuff. That's all Trump talk. That's all Republican talk. And, and I realize we're just talking about politics now, Democrats and Republicans. And there was never a time in my life that I would quit a friend because they happen to think differently than I. But now it's very divisive. But it's more than divisive because 600,000 people died They tried to tell us it was a hoax. They tried to tell us the vaccine was bad. But people keep dying. It's hard to let somebody off the hook when that shit is going on, and they refuse to acknowledge it or give it the respect it's due or give us the respect for believing the fucking facts. That was a problem for me. So they leave, and everybody's upset because the new boyfriend is upset and all this stuff, and I I said, you know, If this kid believes this way, he might have gotten through this day if he'd been smart. If he'd been smart, what he should have said, knowing what he was walking into, that that, uh, he should have just said nothing, avoided the question, or just said, yeah, I'm vexed," and let it go. That would have been the smart thing to do if he was trying to impress the family, and he was, clearly, because he was just talking constantly. So A great weekend. The last part of the weekend went kind of weird. Now, I don't know how that's going to shake out. Because at some point, my niece has to come back to my brother's house and talk to the parents. I can't imagine there's any way back to bring this kid back in the house. Because once the red flags were brought up, then people started looking at all the other red flags. He talks too much. He brags too much. There's something off here. So it's going to be a tough situation. But that's where we are in society now. If people believe differently than you, it used to be, well, you know, you just dealt with it and moved on. But now it's become so serious. They've done so much damage to this country. People have died. People have been wronged. People have been injured. I told my wife, I said, you know, I have Republican friends. I have Trump friends that I've talked to but i really don't want to talk to them again yeah i'm giving up friends and family that 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 i've known all my life but what they did and what they signed on for did so much damage to this country hurt things for my kids and my grandkids i just can't forgive them for that i'm sorry i don't mean to be an asshole even though i have been i've been accused as much i i, I just can't do it And this kid, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt during the the party. But when I heard those few things that kind of triggered me, I thought, yeah, I don't trust this kid. I don't think his head is on right. And uh, someone said, well, he kind of lived in an abused family. I go, well, that's what he told you. But knowing that he lies, how do we know that? And even if he was an abused family, once you become an adult, you know the difference from right or wrong. You don't have to repeat behavior just because your parents did it. You can do the opposite once you realize that it's wrong. So I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. I'm sure glad that that's not something I have to deal with. My brother and my sister-in-law will have to deal with that. And, uh, you know, I'll help him if I can. I'll mediate or whatever. But if I have a chance to talk to this kid and I ask him hard questions and he reacts the same way, then I'm <laughs> I'm not going to give him much benefit of the doubt. I don't now, given what I heard. So anyway, it was a good weekend, great weekend, but um, some weird shit happens. And that's going to happen more and more. In people's families as we get back together now that uh, COVID is starting to go away. I want to talk about some things in the news. We've been hearing about, uh, well, I wanted to talk about Malcolm X briefly. I did a TikTok about this. Now, Malcolm X once said, the white man will try to satisfy us with symbolic victories rather than economic equity or real justice. Well, now, if we take a look at what's going on today, he was absolutely prophetic in that. Now, we know that the Juneteenth national holiday was passed in Congress in a big bipartisan way. A lot of Republicans voted for it. Now, that sounds great, right? That sounds absolutely fabulous. But the sad thing is that all of these Republicans that voted for Juneteenth as a national holiday are also supporting the idea of suppressing votes, making it more difficult for people of color to vote so they can win. You see what's going on here? They want to suppress the votes um, and limit what people of color can vote, but they know they need their votes, so they give them a little token, this national holiday for Juneteenth. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not diminishing Juneteenth. I'm a big supporter of making it a national holiday. But the fact of the fucking matter is, this should have been a national holiday decades ago. This should have been a no-brainer. We're talking the end of slavery. And actually, it wasn't the actual end of slavery, because it was back in the day prior to the Internet and media and all that sort of stuff. It still took two years after that to get to Texas and get the slaves released. But it was the starting point for the end of slavery. And if there is anything to celebrate in this country, this country's worst mistake, worst crime is slavery. And when the end came, at the very least we should celebrate this nationally. I've said this before. In the Declaration of Independence, it says all men are created equal. And when they said men, they meant men and women. At least that's what it means now. They are all created equal. So my contention is that until all people are free, this isn't a free nation. So up until the time that uh, Juneteenth came around, this wasn't a free nation. Because people of color, black people, are people. And it said all people are created equal. So to suggest they're less than people is just absolutely fucking ridiculous. And to suggest this country was free when they were enslaved is absolutely fucking ridiculous. And now, when we're looking at voter suppression, racism, and that sort of thing, I still contend this country isn't free in the way that the founding fathers meant it to be free. You see, we still have a long way to go. We've got Juneteenth. We've got slavery, slavery abolished. We're now making Juneteenth a national holiday. But we've got a lot of things still restricting people of color. So we aren't fully free. So if we want to follow the Constitution, follow the Declaration of Independence, follow our forefathers, we need to continue with this battle to make sure this country is, in fact, free, because it's not yet, because people are being limited currently by a certain party, the Republican Party. But you see, this is exactly what happened, though. The Republicans who voted for voter suppression are the people that gave uh, Juneteenth a national holiday, a little token, to make sure they know that they don't hate black people, even though they do hate black people. They want to play the game so that they can still get their votes. But here's what you need to know. People of color aren't stupid. They've seen this game before. They don't forget, and they do vote. And the time of the old white man in power, it's going by the wayside because there aren't enough of you anymore to run things in this country. So you could Try all these games, but nobody's dumb enough to agree to it. But what Malcolm X said was absolutely true. They'll give you all these symbolic victories, but they'll still try to take you of your economics and justice. It's absolutely appalling. And hopefully, with what's going on now with Joe Biden in office, the Democrats in the Senate and the House, even though it's a tight, thin margin We can get some things done to actually getting this country back to being what the Founding Fathers wanted, where all men are created equal. I'll take a quick break. We'll be back and we'll be talking some more stuff. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So the big news last week was that uh, Tucker Carlson went on Fox News and said, you know what? It was actually the FBI that was behind the orchestration of the January 6th insurrection. Oh, really? It was the FBI. Well, it's funny. Oh, he also said, yeah, there's documents that prove it. That's what they always say. Well, read the documents. Well, what fucking documents? Nobody provides documents. You tell us there's documents to support your bullshit attitude and... But there are never any documents that actually prove it. Like Mike Lindell. I got all the proof in the world. We're going to turn this thing around. But we've never seen the proof. Never seen. And whatever he's shown is just absolute bullshit. Conspiracy theory. Ridiculous bullshit. Anyway. So he says the FBI was behind the insurrection. But wait. I thought it was BLM and Antifa. Now we've conceded that it wasn't BLM and Antifa because they have 500 arrests and none of them are BLM and Antifa. They're all Trumper white supremacist. So that kind of goes by the white side. Proof is in the pudding. It wasn't Black Lives Matter or Antifa. It was the white supremacist. But now they're saying the FBI infiltrated and agitated the group and caused this insurrection, which I find confusing. Because on January 6th, Donald Trump was in office as president. The FBI is directed by the DOJ. And the DOJ at that time was being directed by William Barr or his successor, whoever that was. But nonetheless, whoever it was, was the personal attack dog lawyer and toady of Donald Trump. So you're telling me that the DOJ put together this plan to cause this insurrection to hurt Donald Trump, yet Donald Trump was in control of all of these people. You're telling me Donald Trump did get involved in the insurrection, or you're telling me that he had no control over the people that worked under them. See, this is the funny thing. They will pull anything out of their ass and spew it out just to put the blame on somebody else without even thinking about it. They don't think about the fact that, well, well, the DOJ was Donald Trump's baby at that point. So to suggest they were responsible for the insurrection kind of defeats the whole concept that it was somebody other than Donald Trump. Either that or Donald Trump was completely out of control, didn't know what the fuck was going on. And these people that were doing all these things for him all of a sudden decided that, hey, we're going to make Donald Trump look foolish and do this insurrection. Now, the fact of the matter here is the DOJ was involved to a certain extent. William Barr and his successor were also involved in this debt because they were trying to do the insurrection. That is a truth. They thought they could do something to overturn this election to keep Donald Trump in office. As fucking crazy and foolish as that sounds, they believe that because Donald Trump told them to believe that. And they made the effort to cause this insurrection to be successful. I mean, let's be honest. They held the National Guard back when they could have sent them in and shut this thing down quickly. They did make the Capitol Police lessen their staff and limit what they could and couldn't do to protesters. They did all this stuff. So they were responsible. They were involved. And if you're going to blame the FBI about this, then you have to take the blame all the way up the ladder for this insurrection. It was their idea. You're right. But it wasn't for working against Donald Trump. It was for the benefit of Donald Trump. Now that we know that, now that you own up to that, now we need to expose it to everybody and make you pay the price. You've admitted that you're responsible for insurrection. Now, the funny thing about this insurrection in the FBI, you don't see it on the mainstream media. You don't see it even from the alleged news people on Fox News. Nobody's talking about it. The way this whole thing started was that Tucker Carlson saw some fucking news story in some right-wing rag, and he's just repeating it. Now, of course, we know that you can't believe a single word that comes out of Tucker Carlson's mouth because he said as much in court to try to defend himself against something he was being sued about. Oh, I'm just an entertainer. You can't believe what I say. Problem is, there's a lot of idiots out there that do believe what he says, and they think that's truth. Okay, let's call it truth. Now tell us how that is not Donald Trump's fault, given he ran the Department of Justice. He's not supposed to run the Department of Justice, but he sure the fuck did. He controlled William Barr um, sessions before him and whoever followed up for the short time after Barr left. He controlled them completely. He made them do what he wanted to do. They were his personal attack dogs. That was totally unethical and probably illegal. But to suggest the FBI and the DOJ did something to hurt Donald Trump is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Hell, Donald Trump appointed the director of the FBI, Ray. He appointed him. He appointed every attorney general. The whole DOJ was people supporting Donald Trump. Fuck, we got people in the DOJ right now that were involved in this shit helping Donald Trump, still working in the DOJ. How is that a good argument? It's not. It's fucking stupid. And it exposes these people, and all of them involved, of being Fucking stupid. So it's going to be uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how far this goes. It won't go very far because it's going to blow up in their face, and that's something I've always said about Donald Trump, and I'll say it about Republicans. Let them keep top talking. Let them keep talking because eventually they will fuck themselves over. They do it every time. Donald Trump does it every time. He could have saved himself a lot of trouble in this administration, a lot of court cases, a lot of lawsuits. He could have saved himself a lot if he just shut his fucking mouth. But he can't. He can't. And that's the one trait I see in all Trumpers. I'll go back to the vaxxer kid that we're talking about. There are situations when Trumpers or anti-vaxxers or I got to think, if you're one, you're the other. I, I just can't see it any other way. But if these people would just shut their mouth, things would go smoother. I mean, back in the day, if I voted for Reagan, I wouldn't throw Reagan's concepts in people's faces. It didn't really matter. I was too worried about going to parties, getting drunk, meeting girls. But these people cannot help themselves. You remember I talked about a uh, situation I had at Christmas with a brother-in-law who's a big Trump fan and took offense to the things I was doing on social media. And he grasped onto something little, and he exploded, and he started giving me shit. I was smart enough to know that that's what he wanted me to do was engage and yell back, and I didn't. I just kind of agreed. I said, yeah, I said that. Yeah, I said that. Kind of smirked a little bit. My wife took uh, a little exception to that because she felt like my smirk was <laughs> was more— uh, inflammatory than me yelling at him. But that's beside the point. I didn't engage him. I didn't argue with him. And it kind of went by the wayside. Haven't talked to him since. But that's the thing about these Trumpers. They can't shut up. They feel compelled to shove something in their face. It's like they know they're wrong, but they want to prove their point. And they can't just lay back and deal with everything else because politics isn't really the matter. Like in the case with a party, they have to spew their viewpoint. They're so angry that people don't agree with them. And that's where the trouble start. You know, when you're angry about somebody not agreeing with you, you have a problem. I don't have a problem people disagreeing with me, but if you call me out, if you're trying to debate me, then we're going to fuck around. But if you say something in passing, I'm going to let it go because I don't care. They aren't important to me enough to gauge in a conversation. Because, first of all, I know you can't engage in a conversation with them because they don't listen to shit. You can throw them all the facts you want. They don't listen to it. They'll discount it no matter what. No matter how strong the proof is, they will discount it. That's why on TikTok and even on podcast. I don't really engage with Trumpers. Once they say something stupid, I realize there's no getting anywhere with these people. It's better just to block them and move on. They're a lost cause. And people will say to me, Well, why would you block them? Aren't those the people you want to teach? No, you don't understand. I can't teach them shit. Nobody can teach them shit. They listen to nothing. They're not logical. They're not adults. And facts make no difference to them. So why waste your time with them? So my brother-in-law, I've disregarded him. Yeah, it's tough to kick somebody out of your life who's in your family. But what else am I going to do? I know I can't talk to him. And I'm angry as hell because I think he's part and parcel responsible for the bad things that happened in this country that will impact my kids and impact my grandkids. And I'll be honest with you. You fuck with my kids or my grandkids. I don't give a shit. If you're the pope, I will kick your ass and then get you out of my life. It doesn't matter. And that's how I feel about anti-vaxxers. That's how I feel about uh People that are Trump fans, I have a lot of people in my life that that are that way, and I'm just having trouble even interacting with them because I think they're so damaging to this country that it's impossible to forgive. But with the people that are saying that the FBI attacked this building, the U.S. Capitol, you can't argue with them. You don't argue with them. All we can do is wait for the facts to be laid out, and then once they're cornered, once they're cornered, they run away. Once they can't throw any more bullshit, once they can't do anything, they run away. Case in point, the anti-vaxxer kid. Remember? Well, tell us about your research. He gets up, he gets mad, he walks out. That's what all people that are narcissistic or Trumpers or anti-vaxxers do. They spew shit They pull out of their ass. They expect that they can bully you and make you believe it. But when you don't and you ask for the facts and you ask for their research, they get mad. They take off and play the victim because they've got nothing to support the shit they say. And that's the problem we're having now with the likes of Tucker Carlson, all these people with the uh, insurrection that are getting arrested. They're amazed that they're getting arrested because they thought they were heroes. They were convinced that they were heroes. And then even if they did get caught, they thought, sure, that uh, Donald Trump would save them. But surprise, surprise, Donald Trump hasn't done shit. You know, the young woman that was shot, Ashley Babbitt, breaking into the U.S. Capitol. Uh, Police officer shoots her in the neck and she dies. They're trying to make her a martyr, a victim which she wasn't. She was with an angry crowd threatening to kill the vice president and the Speaker of the House and broke into U.S. Capitol trying to interrupt a constitutional event that was going on in the Capitol. She gets in the window. She breaks it down. She gets shot. They're trying to make her a hero, but she's not a hero. I liken it the way I explain it to Trumpers, and they still don't get it. I'll say to a Trumper, I say, you know, you're a big Second Amendment fan, right? You believe you have guns. And uh, they say, yeah, we should have any guns and as many guns as we want. Okay. Now, let me ask you what would happen. You're sitting in your home in the middle of wherever the fuck anywhere. Some guy comes crashing through your window threatening to kill you and everybody in your family and take away your house, and he happens to be unarmed, what are you going to do? Well, I know what you're going to do. You're going to go running for the gun case, grab your AR-15, and start shooting motherfuckers. That's what you're going to do. So why is it impossible to understand that what happened to Ashley Babbitt? Now, it's funny. The Ashley Babbitt parents have said have said that uh, these police officers were laying in wait for her. She's not that kind of person. She was in the Air Force. She was in the Air Force Reserve. She was in the uh, Air Guard. She's a patriot. Well, she wasn't a patriot in the end. She was trying to overturn our government. She got what she fucking deserved. And if you don't believe that, too goddamn bad. But they did say she got caught up in the social media. She was somehow brainwashed. And I think when we look at Trumpism and anti-vaxxerism and all that kind of stuff, it's almost like the epidemic of COVID. It got caught by one person. They pass it on. They pass it on. They pass it on. And all the stupid people caught this, and they believe it. And they'll die trying to pursue it. Ashley Babbitt did. Now, the thing that I find interesting is that The thing that Ashley Babbitt's family is most upset about other than her being killed is that Donald Trump has not even mentioned Ashley Babbitt. He hasn't said anything about her at all. Well, of course he hasn't. There's no money in it for him to side with Ashley Babbitt. He doesn't give a fuck about you or anybody else. He never has, and he never will. And until you understand that, you are going to continually be duped. You're going to be continually robbed of your money because you believe in somebody who doesn't give a shit about you. All right, we're going to get close to wrapping this up, but there's one story I really want to talk about. There's all kinds of people, and these people frustrate me to no end, and I'm sorry if I'm insulting anybody. And I don't mean that I'm mad at them. It just frustrates me. All these people that will say, oh, nothing's ever going to happen to Trump. Nothing's ever going to happen to anybody. That's just how the government works. Well, maybe that's been the case. But we're in times that we've never seen before. So given that, you can expect some responses to be unlike anything we've seen before. And there are some things getting ready to drop here. You have to understand that the law, the legal process, is slow at times. It doesn't happen instantaneously, and I know we're all about uh, instant gratification, but that's not going to come in these cases. It's going to take time. We're going to start seeing things drop, and it could take a year or two years before it's all done but it's going to be a mess for the Republicans. And that's why I don't think they have much chance in 2022. There'll be too much shit going on, too much things falling on top of them, and they're going to have a problem getting voted in. But anyway, Matt Gates. We've been talking about Matt Gates, and of course we know he is alleged to have slept with a 17-year-old girl, and he's in trouble for that. But now we're hearing from the investigators, that they're pretty much wrapping up that investigation, that they're going to be ready to start doing some things in July. Now, the important thing to remember is Matt Gates' best buddy is the one that's uh, calling out Matt's, flipping on him. He's the one that orchestrated all this stuff, and he's telling us how Matt was involved, and he's got receipts. Now, one of Matt's best girls is in the, in the mix, too, and she's flipping for Matt Gates. Matt Gates is in some deep trouble, and it's not just about sleeping with a 17-year-old girl. We're talking about obstruction. We're talking about campaign finance. We're talking about money laundering. We're talking about a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit hanging over Matt Gates's head, and he's not going to be able to dig out of it. The other thing to remember is it's not just Matt Gates in Florida politics that's involved. We're probably going to see names that uh, may surprise us, maybe even DeSantis. Maybe even Marco Rubio. Who the fuck knows? But this is going to be a shitstorm for Florida, for Matt Gaetz, and it's going to happen. And you're likely to see it in July. The other thing that's happening that's making people nervous is that it sounds like investigators are getting very close to connecting up sitting Congress members that helped plan the insurrection. Now, the Republicans know this, and they're fucking freaking out about it because if the public finds out absolutely for sure that some Republicans like Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gaetz, Paul Gozar, any of these dumb fucks, was involved with planning and assisting these insurrectionists, oh, shit's going to go down fast for the Republicans. They are going to have trouble. Do you think those people that are busted, are going to get reelected? No. In fact, you'll be lucky if a Republican even gets enough votes to be in the race at that point. People will be so angry and so frustrated that it's going to turn things around. That's what I believe. Logically, that tells me what's going to happen. Of course, logic doesn't always come to play in our politics in these days, but uh, I can hope for the best. So we've got Matt Gates maybe going down in July next month, that's coming up quickly. And who knows who else? It would be unbelievable if Ron DeSantis and some other local Florida people went down with this whole investigation, but it's conceivable. It'll be amazing when they finally make the connect to the people in Congress that were helping the insurrectionists. That will cause all kinds of problems. So those people that keep saying, oh, nothing's ever going to happen, you can't think like that. You get nowhere in life thinking negatively. you got to use logic, common sense, and be as positive and move forward as much as you can. This idea of laying back and saying, oh, it's never going to happen. People do that for two reasons. Either for manipulation. They say, what do you mean, manipulation? Ever run into somebody? And they'll say to you, oh, that's not going to happen, or you don't believe that, or whatever. That just makes you work that much harder to convince them. They're manipulating you. Or they're just absolutely stupid, and they believe that nothing good will ever come for them or anyone else. And that's a horrible strategy in life. Shit's going to happen. Yes, it takes time. Just fucking relax. You don't need instant gratification. What you need is this done and done correctly. All we can do is trust the people, the investigators, the uh, prosecutors, and all those people involved. Give them the time to do what they do. You don't think they want to get this done? You don't think they want to win these cases? This is going to be quite a feather in their cap, and it's going to raise their profile and their viability by a lot. So they want to do this. And they want to do it right. So let them fucking do it. If it takes till July or August, who cares? Let's just get it done. Let's just get it done. Talking about getting it done, I'm about there with the Rational Boomer podcast. I want to thank you very much for spending time with me. Remember, if you have questions or comments, you can go to the anchor.fm.com webpage, leave a voicemail message. I'll incorporate that into the program. Unless you're uncomfortable with it, I'll just take the text and put that in the podcast. Either way you want. Or if you want to ask a question, you can always go to rationalboomer at gmail.com. I'm anxious to hear from as many people as possible because I want to incorporate your thoughts and ideas, even your complaints, into the program. Because as I've said, I'm not the rational boomer. I'm a rational boomer, and the point of this isn't to try to teach Republicans or Trumpicans anything. It's an idea of trying to bring people of a like mind to give together to give us a bigger voice to maybe have some impact on this country. We have a lot to offer as boomers that are rational, and we should be able to get together and help fix this country like it desperately needs. Because we have a lot to offer. We have money. We have experience. We have uh, numbers and demographics. So we can do some things. And that is the point of the Rational Boomer podcast. So thanks very much. We'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.